0: The, after i say three clap okay okay after three,
1: okay after a three you, okay so one, clap on one <laughs> one
0: two three clap hello and welcome back to the show uh it's our esports show it's our esports roundup and i am joined today by ty and by cursor how are you doing guys
1: doing good doing good definitely not sick anymore thank you for asking
0: <laughs> oh so yeah well I, just, I wasn't worried cursor i believed in uh your immune system i guess I don't yeah. know. I, my, I'm my immune you know, system I'm has
1: to... like the recovery power of like
0: Turbo you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> wait wait a second <laughs> wait a second um i'll just let that one sink in for <laughs> the listeners for a second just just wait wait for a second and then you'll got it i i am glad to hear that you're doing well though uh <laughs> that <laughs> that was a deep cut joke. Um, I. Re- <laughs> it's because, you know what? When when you mentioned Turbo Pulsar, right? Like, my first thought is, oh, it has the recovery power power, uh, the power of the best player in the game, right? Yep. But then you start to realize what you said. And then yep. I'm like, yeah. Uh, okay. Layers, um, man.
1: Like good cake.
0: <laughs> esports jokes. Esports um, cake. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to have you back on Cursor. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a wild ride um okay first things first uh ty i I, i've been saying a lot of stuff about you ty all right and i want to i want to get your your response here on the show (laughs) oh
2: i don't know there's uh
0: do you want me to recap some of the, if you of if you want idea? yeah
2: you can recap you can recap
0: <laughs> okay okay just in general on the on the uh, I, I guess I guess the main main show I mean it's still this feed so it's whatever I guess this is technically we're part of the main show now anyway but um I've just been saying that Ty likes to get all vent all his like frustrations out in the Discord true. and then when he gets to the show he's like I I'm good I've already it's <laughs> it's over it's done <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's kind of true I mean it's kind of true.
0: But you know what? Maybe people want the info, informational, uh, tie, you know, tie, tie swoogles, the informational, the analytical, right? And perhaps I am wrong, you know? Mm. Maybe, maybe they have enough of the rants and they just want the seriousness. Of that. They That's see me, bring.
2: they see me type out all the rants in Discord and they're like, man, just get it over with. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Actually, I have a question about that, tie as well. So you, I, I'm hearing that you're like, for, for the last like year, I know I've, like we've hyped you up as like the esports like insider, but like it was it was like it was like kind of true. Like I think you're very knowledgeable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm getting is 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 uh, what I thought was like half half fiction was actually. The case because you're you're getting all the inside scoops it seems on some of these uh, teams the traded what did you know before it happened can you can you tell us that are you allowed oh, to tell us what did do I you know a, before have, it happened okay do you okay. have a do you have a ND uh, what's it called non-disclosure agreement uh- <laughs> no 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 once,
2: once stuff goes live you know like you can just whatever but I mean like I've had a couple um a couple different ways of finding out stuff so like before um. Obviously, now, like, I'm a mod for the Shift community, so I kind of get a little bit of inside stuff from them. So, like, uh, there was, um, like, hearing about the potential AJ to G2 move. I heard about that before they rumored it or whatever. And then, um, like,
0: uh. Wait, are you saying you were the source, Ty? No, no, no. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the source. I'm not the source. the source. Getting Ty in trouble here on the show.
2: Um, yeah but like i just i had a couple different things like i heard about the s k org before mm. um they announced and stuff like that just i don't know just you hear about stuff um and then also before I was part of the shift uh mod team i had heard about some other stuff like back before season nine i heard about um Rettles, uh and gyro picking up a j before that was announced um i don't know just a couple couple things here and there but
0: so ty is actually an industry insider all right and i i said it almost as a joke but like he's actually he knows what's up um anyway i thought that was fun uh cursor did you know about this did you know that ty is actually actually the one with the scoop
1: i mean i knew deep down in my soul that ty has always been like a mind reader psychic kind of person when it comes to rocket league but now it's like now it's confirmed it's not just like Mm. theory on paper anymore you just read people's minds kind of do you like <laughs> you kind of have to get to gc right you just read brain all day in your sleep exactly so.
0: you know what'd be nice actually because i don't really ask either of you this question that much but how's your like rocket league journey these days because i feel like that might be something i don't i don't think we'll do every month but it might be interesting to see like what wh- how are you doing with uh getting better at the game or are you practicing a lot not practice a lot we'll start with ty and then we'll get to cursor
2: um i don't think i really practice a lot but sort of just hop on and and play casuals for a bit and then play some ranked sometimes and the ranked is going pretty well at least in in 3v3 i hit gc2 so that was pretty cool oh congrats man that's huge thank you thank you um but i suck at all
1: the other game modes so
0: <laughs> it's only yeah. one that matters it, uh, it cursor just... <laughs> um
1: well i've been so busy lately especially with having been so Sick and having to take time off school and work. Um, good news, I was able to. Uh, today was my last day of classes for my first year of my apprenticeship, and Ooh. I crushed my final as well as hey. the makeup exam and five quizzes that I had to do, as well as four pieces of missing <laughs> homework in one day. Holy cow! Um, and uh, yeah, I was up crack at dawn this morning doing that. So, but um, rocket league wise, it's kind of been same boat as Ty. Like if I'm I'm feeling the vibe or get a group together and we're kind of, we're in good spirits, jovial, I guess would be one way to put it. It's the best way to play with people and I'll take it into ranked. Um, I was kind of hard grinding a few weeks ago when I was coming out of being sick, just sweaty casuals, push myself back up towards 1800 and was playing a little more like better lobbies, but I was still finding like, I can, I can beat these guys a lot of the time. It's like when I started pushing the the 1900s, Mm. I was like, wow, I got (laughs) to... I gotta put in the the time and the work. So um practice wise though it's been more same thing you would see on stream for any kind of like figurehead or pro player, anybody who's who's like decent at the game. Is they're just working on replay, like maintaining flow, control, recoveries, boost management, pathing, right? All the all these things at once, just you know, kinda gliding around the field and getting better car control, I guess has kind of been my big focus. Uh I recognize a lot of these like opportunities on the field and I just want to be able to execute them properly instead of, you know, only four or five times out of 10. So that's been that's my awesome. journey. So I think I think now that school's over, I'm definitely going to be uh grinding a lot harder again, especially cuz we have a long season this, this season this time around. So I think I could definitely push back to where I used to sit and maybe higher.
0: Nice. Nice. Okay. Uh yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to now just hard, hard hard turn back to esports because that's what the show should be about, all right? <laughs> um, unless the three of us want to make a team and then we can call an esports show, but it's just us talking about playing. You go uh, for the quals. The uh, yeah, for quals. Uh, you guys have any uh, foreign national um, passports? Uh, you guys want to represent a country that is not represented? Uh, let me know <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Uh,
1: The uh, trade embargo or the ban that's going on in most countries,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, listen, we just find an island, you know,
2: (laughs) some random island somewhere. We'll just represent this. This is
0: this is where we call it uh, our country, and then we represent (laughs) it, and we can play in the qualifier. Sheesh, um, anyway, uh. Yeah, no virtuoso. You know, I'm trying to see if I can get on the pol- the Poland team virtuoso is <laughs> putting, putting together. Oh my uh, Polish team! I'm 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 making my uh, bid for it. Uh, send out some emails. You know, some feelers. And, Gonna uh, fly
2: to Poland to do it. Go I mean, <laughs> wait and po- go yeah. go to Poland and, and make sure you got good ping for the, the Poland qualifiers. Seriously?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'll uh, listen. I'll, I'll fly out. You know, just watch me. I mean, <laughs> technically, technically. If I leave this particular country, go into that country, I'm still a citizen. So
1: <laughs> that's true. You do have dual citizenship, don't you? Uh, that is
0: nice. I mean, dual citizenship is is probably going away. I think slowly uh, in general. I think there's a lot of countries that are getting rid of it. But I have it, and so uh, and I have a place to stay there. So I might <laughs> need to upgrade the internet though and get a new, new PC. Uh, if that was the case, it's going to become of anyway, Poland. Um, yeah yeah uh i coming back i have to pay pay a lot of money just to sit in a hotel but that that i digress i digress from (laughs) canadian policies um (laughs) i did not think this would come up in this conversation today but sure let's talk about the qualified teams for eu Uh, When it comes to the championships, no, not the Intel World Open, which we were talking about previous, which I will be a part of. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, The qualified teams for EU. um, So EU has been confirmed. It is Team BDS, of course, right? Running in with so many points that everyone else is jealous of them. Team Vitality, top blokes. And I think those top three teams, I'm not too, too, too surprised. But the biggest kind of changes that I think if you were to ask me, you know, six months ago who was going to be here, I don't think Guild Esports, Solary, and Team Queso would necessarily be the teams I chose. Um, I wonder if any of you disagree with me on that.
1: I think we made that point actually, the three of us, and uh, what was it, the first episode where we were all mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, they're kind of that mid-tier team where you'd expect them to perform higher, but they're not really, they're not really doing it." And then they came out of nowhere in the last couple of weeks and started crushing teams left and right that nobody saw coming.
0: Well, like Solar, really think about that. This is this is a former Oxygen, right? Like yep. the team that I think I feel like they've underperformed the whole year. Yeah, <laughs> true, very true. And then. And then and then look at them now. Like they've made it to the championships. I the team that like if we take historically PS like the, the former PSG team and then add Astral, one of the best like mechanical players, I would be you know, on paper, they were the team that I'm like they could beat anyone, and now they seem to be proving it a little more. Um, yeah. I don't know if either of you have anything more to add to that, but but Solary is impressive, team Quaso is impressive. I mean guild words out of nowhere, but with as soon as Gil Esports got rid of I don't want to say it, but as soon as Gilly sports. Esports
1: <laughs> I'll do it for you. Once they got rid of that kid, uh it was just better. It was just so much better.
2: It took a little bit for them to really get did. uh better with Devo. Like they kick scrubbed, they picked up Devo, and I think they barely made it to the Winter Major or something, but after that they were just popping off.
0: Yeah. And it's like it's so cool to see Devo back at like pretty much the top, right? Mm-hmm. Um I think we i think it's especially rock league because it's, it's a one or two year like two year, no it's even a, i would say it's a one-year esport in the sense that i don't think there's many teams that that really stick together past one year right i think it's an exception as opposed to the rule if you have exactly the same roster one year later um and maybe it'll be this it, it won't change because there wasn't land i think if there's land there'd actually probably be more shifts in roster um that's just a random theory I came up with, with no basis whatsoever other than what I feel. Uh, but, uh, but I feel like it's really cool to see these players who you kind of considered top before stick around and then come back like a little bit later. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you have something to add to that? Kirsten?
1: I just think to your point there, um, it's like, it's kind of something we've touched on in the community too, a bit with like, Players getting older, reaction times going down, lots of new young blood talent with kind of the keys to the kingdom. With all the content out on how to get better faster than everyone did, mm-hmm. who were pioneers, we're we're kind, we're starting to see that nice blend where uh, even in other esports, um, where the the more veteran players are kind of the the more tactical minds, and they're they're setting these players up for success. And the ones who are still putting in the work are uh, not only able to keep up with that pace, but they're they're building different team dynamics that we haven't yet seen before in this eSport, and it's kind of it's really interesting to watch
0: yeah no, for sure for sure and actually i'd like to add and maybe we can talk i i talked about this on the, on the previous show but i did want to get your takes on it so while we're talking about kind of former top players coming back right how do we and i mean some of you 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 may have uh i mean with with the tournament going on currently, it may, may be slightly. Actually, are they in the tournament? I'm gonna be honest. I I don't know if Kronovi's team. Uh, uh in the major, do. Yeah, are they in the major? They are the not in the major. No, They're not in the major. No. Um, but how do you how do you feel about this new KCP roster that's uh kind of coming back with Kronovi? Uh, maybe we'll start with you, Ty. Um,
2: uh, it's hard to say. They're all. All three of them are kind of like older players that have been around for a while. Like especially, Krenovyi obviously he's been around forever. Um, and then Aeon and Astro were like rival series veterans for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like you touched on in uh, the the show last week or earlier this mm-hmm. week or whenever it was, but you were you were mentioning how it's probably a better environment for Kronovi, um, being around people closer to his age and stuff who've who've got the experience, and I think. They can do good, um, but I don't know if it'll be consistently.
0: I think more than anything, it's going to be a matter of motivation, right? I think for any any set of players that have been playing this for a long time, it will always be, can they keep themselves motivated to improve after having already grinded for so much, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I think that's what truly, like, that's what truly makes it, um, you know, Kind of mind over matter a little bit, right? It's 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 about kind of grit, perseverance, making sure you're smart, obviously, with how you're training, but also that you're continuing to train despite the fact that you've already played this game for like, I don't know, Cornovia, I guess, combined with <laughs> with SARP, like years and years, right? Yeah. Um. So so yeah, I totally totally. Do you have something to add to that, Cursor? Uh,
1: no, I think you guys I think you guys touched on it pretty good. Uh, I, I guess I would say though that um. I I think. Pros always kind of been one of those players where he's needed people more of his mentality more like i don't want to say age but his his mentality at least to uh to sort of vibe with um when it comes to pro play um i think age well, can affect honest. that mentality for sure to some extent but
0: right, yeah i don't think i could play on a team with a 15 year old be completely yeah, honest.
1: like you know like it's just like it's it's, it's how they take certain things, like, understanding, like, there's, like a, there's a lapse in, like, general communication skills that just, mm. it's just not there yet. So I think he'll have a, a much easier time with some of these um, older veteran players, um, you know, developing strategies, working on team cohesion, and yeah, I think you guys summed it up pretty, pretty nicely, honestly. But I, I'm with Ty on this, like, we didn't necessarily um, slight him for it. We all kind of saw cron as a way out. We had talked about it in uh, times past, but it's not to say that he can't come back. I mean, the guy was one of the first three to ever do it for an A. Uh, I have confidence in him, but, you know, to Ty's point, we'll, well, we'll just have to see, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll just have to see. That's a good point. I'm going to be very careful with talking about age because I've gone in hot water over the last week. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: getting there too, yeah. man.
0: Well, I that's that's why I'm surprised. <laughs> Cause I just got put put to school. They're like, What's what's this guy talking about age when he's when he's you know, when he's only twenty five. That's what they that's what they told me. And I you know what? I'm happy. I'm kinda happy. I feel like I feel like uh we we've uh, for a long time I've I've kind of railed on the fact that the community, it's not even a bad thing, right? I think it's actually very positive for the future of the esport. But it's a reality that you know, when everyone is like 15, 16, you kind of feel like, Well, uh interesting. <laughs> interesting, yeah. uh, kind of kinda of looking at that. Um, but I think um I think it's good to kind of see it's like, no, there's people that enjoy this regardless of the age. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's cool. And uh yeah, keep 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 uh keep on schooling me. That's that's totally fair. You are a teacher after um, all i don't i don't yeah i don't mind uh don't mind being told uh i'm a young idiot uh, I'll take it. Uh, i think that's good i think i think it's good to remind me because i can feel a little bit you know i can i can uh, kind of go back to 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 what most of the community feels like now um idiots <laughs> damn whoo! <laughs> whoo! Uh, i did not know those kind of takes this this is what you bring out of me cursor and you <laughs> die here this is what you're bringing out of me no i no no i i think though and then like hopefully and i've said i said this before hopefully with with pros who are younger i, I do hope that um well i don't mind trash talk from time to time i hope i hope people understand like the lines right i think that's always something i worry about when it comes to kind of pro players um and and yes i think Reddles does it probably quite well oh yeah i think he did, he he very much toes that line very well Mm-hmm. Uh, but i think there's some players that it's just like no that's just really crappy behavior like don't do that <laughs> like kind of like, like early no season
1: injuries just just like very 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 toxic to people but nothing really but like out. just talks
0: it's like you're gonna lose all, you, this might be an opportunity of a lifetime some of these really good players and it's and it's uh, you're gonna lose out because because you you couldn't um you know you have some growing to do and unfortunately yes you have that growing to do but you're in a situation where um, this is when you have that opportunity. This is when you're on the top of the craft, and you you didn't gel with people, or you weren't, you know, you weren't someone that uh, could communicate well with others, and it, you know, you're just a little, a little too toxic, and uh, it didn't work out when it probably could have, right?
1: Something us um, older people know better, you know, don't burn bridges. You never know what's going to happen in the future.
0: Yeah, unless it's spectacular, um, you can you can <laughs> yeah. make fun of. Him i actually got a uh, this a complete side tangent i'm sorry for this but i actually got someone asked me yesterday like so like what's your beef with like Nictacular, right uh and i was like oh no we're, we're just friends <laughs> i just like making fun of me no it's totally um, real guys it's totally real uh okay so eu uh i think i think we kind of covered those three teams right that that i felt like top lokes did fairly well but i feel like I haven't heard about them for in a while, but I know they're like a monster team. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like I, yeah, yeah. Do you feel that same way, Ty?
2: Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I think lokes are like super. Uh, I don't. How do you put it? Um, they were like one of those teams that are like challenging BDS kind of for a long time, and then like at the start of the spring, they kind of were like super inconsistent and stuff, but like. Watching the Winter Major last week was like the best I've seen them since they won the uh, regional in winter. Like they were, looked like they were back in full form almost. It was really cool to see.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think I think motivation as well is definitely a thing that that will be very arbitrary for some teams, and so perhaps they found something recently. Maybe there's something clicked, or you know, just the weather was nice that day. You know, <laughs> could, be. <laughs> could be, could be, It could be. How about this? Vodafone Giants not making it. Does that surprise you? I mean, Dignitas for some reason doesn't surprise me too much. Like I, I think Dignitas is still a team that's kind of a, a sleeping giant. I feel sometimes, like it's like, oh, they're they're gonna get their act together at some point. Don't worry about it. That's, yeah. that's kind of how I look at them. Um, but are you surprised that that the Giants didn't make it in?
2: Um, I think you have to be surprised. I think if you say you're not surprised, you're just Wrong <laughs> because these this team was a top four team for the whole season until their final two tournaments where they got like 16th and then like 20th and they just missed the major and didn't have enough points. It's like, was,
0: was land up being announced already the case before those tournaments?
2: Um, no, like land only for the up. third one, but they still, mm-hmm. like, yeah, so they had a bad they came like 16th or 20th or whatever it was and then the tournament after that land was canceled so they had already fallen off (laughs) yeah no excuses
0: um okay that's good that's good all right uh yeah, anything other from EU that we want to kind of point out? Maybe maybe uh as we get closer to the championship. I think we'll have a show before the championships, or maybe you should schedule a show where we can like preview all the matches. So that that might be something we do. Uh but you anything else in EU before we look at NA?
1: Yeah, definitely one thing. Um mm-hmm. did you guys watch the uh I mean I'm assuming you watched some of it maybe if you had time, the the winter major for EU. Uh Vitality was like, we kind of saw a glimpse of their former self there for a bit when mm. they were playing against uh, BDS, if I remember correctly. They were kind of... Or no, was, was it BDS? I'm going to forget who it was. No, it was um, Guild. They were... Like, Guild was just absolutely controlling the series. Um, and they... you know, t- I think they took... Was it round one and th- three is a loss initially. But they regained so hard after... Uh, little bit with their coach, and the name's going to escape me right now because i I didn't even re- honestly I didn't even realize Vitality had a coach, but um, they just I don't know something changed. Like their their mentality came back, and they started playing like the the Vitality we saw at like season seven, season eight worlds. You know, it was it was very it's very 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 different from what we've been seeing so far this season, where they're just kind of like holding that gatekeeper spot and you know top two, top three, but not really solidifying themselves as number 1 like they kind of used to. Like it was it was different. And it was it was a nice change of pace to see like some players when I or uh fans when I count them out, but they still got it.
2: Yeah, um I think a lot of EU is like kind of teams that American. are <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just like I think their teams are just like not consistent enough but we always see them come out of their shells i guess is a, is a way to put it for like certain matches and stuff like they're all really good teams and at their top level like they're all like competitive with bds and stuff but they just don't get there to the ceiling enough and like to your point when you're talking about the guild series is like they were down like 3-1 or something i think yep. and then that timeout obviously with uh their coach and they came back and they really looked good. Like they were looking like world's contender, like you said, but it's just the teams aren't consistently at that level. And like, once I think those teams can get to that level consistently, like Europe will be back to the way it was, where it was like super, super deep talent level and super dominant.
1: And just remind our audience to your point too, for those of you who haven't been watching as long as us old peoples, um, Aside from season one, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, aside from season one, where Crows Team and N.A. took it, I think it was seasons two through five belonged to Europe for for RLCS, and the technical RLCS you know and love today wasn't created until, what was it, season three, season four? Um, The first time the title came back to America was season six, if I remember correctly, when Cloud9 was still a thing, and it was the Dream Team with uh, Squishy, Gimmick, and Torment where Squishy hit the first ever, like, ceiling shot, flip reset, and dogged two defenders. It's pretty insane.
0: I Yeah, and I, I want to add to kind of this discussion as well, because I actually think RV is really scary, and the reason I think they're really scary is because they are a team that has kept this kind of random form, but still pretty good form, even though I'm pretty sure most if not all their players are probably playing or have been playing significantly less. um, um And so I find that uh, I find that even scarier because it means that if there's ever a land, like why do you say like RV is probably the best at land? It's because these are these players that are like chill. Like they're essentially, if you took like, this is my feeling. Okay. Once again, theory based on speculation but i'm gonna go with it um so my feeling with rv is it's essentially if you took like a pro at any sport we'll we'll use boxing for instance right a pro boxer who's like the top of the game all right and then for like three years or maybe two years it was like i don't really see a point there's no really big fights so i'm just gonna kind of like chill but i'm not really gonna train as hard and like yeah it takes fight here and there might lose or win but isn't really trying that hard and then if we ever do get a land all of a sudden they're gonna be like oh no now i'm actually gonna try hard but i'm already like one of the best in the world so that's why i feel rv so scary because it feels like they're essentially off the backs of their already held skill they've been keeping this kind of level and it's like if they truly became the beast the machine it's i feel like they would get really scary but maybe that's just me
1: I think so. I can definitely agree. I mean, we look at even the, uh, not too long ago, the um, Lambo 1v1 that we saw at the Lamborghini mm-hmm. Cup, and we haven't really seen Fairy Peak do 1s in a long time. Um, we know him to be a 1s god, but he just, he just doesn't really play 1s much anymore, you know? But here he is, he comes in, and just, like, it, it almost looks like he wasn't trying against, arguably, in my opinion, one of the top two best 1s players ever to do it so far in the game ocaled from middle east and Mm -hmm. he just he made it look easy that's the thing it was an incredibly skill intensive match and it was a best of one and fairy peak just he didn't even flinch at all (laughs) 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 he busted out his his, uh his old car too he was using the batmobile he wasn't even going going yeah like it was weird to see for sure to your point earlier too i think uh very much uh, about Dignitas and kind of how they'll kind of come around. I think they're very much the European G2 right now, right? Only they have two new players in the roster instead of one. But I would argue that they're two new players, and this is speculation and opinion, of course, and it's not a slight. But that they're both far more talented um, and, in my opinion, have a much higher skill ceiling than Dries currently does. Not to say that mm-hmm. Dries couldn't pop off and become amazing. I love G2. They're my team. It hurt me to watch them lose against NRG today but still clinch top 6. But just something of, something about Panda and that team, it's like that that org's well-known, Panda's well-known as being one of the best mm-hmm. captains. Like I I feel like once they catch their stride, like we had mentioned, I think it was in the first episode, they're they're going to be a team to be reckoned with, just like kind of how Guild came out of their shell finally and stopped staying as sort of a mid-tier team
0: no i completely agree um and yeah this also probably good good time to transition uh because you did mention g2 so we, we can probably transition to na but yeah i hope dig uh it's i think dig is definitely still one of my favorite teams i i really there's some weird like risk i don't know why it's 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 like violent panda is like there's like a such an interesting story to him, right? Like I just want him all of a sudden to have like this breakout team. And like essentially they had it almost with the u k o and Astro, right? The one year. So like yep. my my feeling is like they can just rebuild and then happen it happen again and I wouldn't be surprised. So that's why I think this the story is so cool. Uh yeah. Okay. Let's let's transition to NA. Let's move on to NA. Um, so so far it hasn't been confirmed yet. The the teams that are confirmed, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Ty. Mm-hmm. Um teams that have been confirmed are NRG Team Envy Space Station Rogue and G2. Is that correct?
2: That is correct.
0: Um, and right now fighting for that last spot is FaZe Clan, so the former uh peeps, Shopify, the former uh uh Kansas City uh, Pioneers, Kansas City nope. Pioneers. Um, they are the big ones. Is Alpine in the game at all? Or no,
2: no, nope. it's only FaZe and Shopify. Okay, so that is it. it.
0: And if either of them win, then w- I guess it doesn't matter. We're yeah, so <laughs> they're, uh,
2: they are matching up in the playoff bracket in the quarterfinals. So and the, the winner, the yeah, that is tomorrow. And the winner makes it top six.
0: Just because you said that, now I feel like I need to release the show tonight. So that... <laughs> in case anyone wants to listen to it before, you know. <laughs> um. Anyway uh okay okay that's awesome so yeah they're fighting um who do you have who do you have phase or shopify for this last spot
2: um my head says shopify but my heart says phase <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right i think shopify's looked a lot better the whole split than phase have um uh, but i like phase i like the phase guys so much i want them to win
1: mm. i'm like the opposite of tie here like the, the complete opposite like my head says shopify or no my head says phase because it would be good for the scene to see another major org start immediately taking high placements might mm. encourage other orgs to be like oh i could pick up a team and get into this and we I mean,
0: also the viewership goes up every time right exactly place. right because yeah. it,
1: it's that brand recognition that's helped drawing and, and growing this audience right it's huge and all their sponsors right um but I, I agree with Ty. I, w- I would have to say Shopify looked like they had a much better season mm-hmm. overall. Um, they, were, they were far more consistent. Uh, to me, it feels like they want it more. They really do. Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, also, it should just be called Shopify. <laughs> Shopify? <sorry. laughs> it should just be called Shopify. Like, I don't know. I Or Shopify Esports. Something about Rebellion is really bugging me. Yeah, I don't know. I think their org...
2: I think like the way that they've set it up is like the org itself is supposed to be called Rebellion, and then Shopify is like a name sponsor or something, but like it's yeah. like owned by them. It's super weird. We but I, no, oh, it's, it's like <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like well, the problem is Red Bull doesn't really work in this scenario, but it's no, because no one would care. If it was Red
1: Bull, whatever. That'd be awesome.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, it'd be like the Red Bull Tigers, right? Which wouldn't, doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess the point stands there. Red Bull. No, I. I it, <laughs> kind of like how, <sighs> yeah, it's, 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 it's the, uh, the Red Bulls. Yes. What if it was, what if, if it was is... anything other than Rebellion? <laughs> anything. What if it Literally was like
2: anything. Shopify demons or something? Like, would you like if it better? Shopify That's trees, already taken, isn't it? I think it'd
0: be better. White demons? Oh well, yeah. I just, just, I by itself.
2: just Rebellion by itself or just Shopify by itself? Like
0: No, no, I'm saying Rebellion by itself is better than Shopify Rebellion. Right. And then I don't you think also either said... of them are good. You don't think either? <laughs> okay, okay.
1: Shopify trees.
0: I think the Shopify trees or the Shopify flowers uh, would be a better name. See, that's the
1: new <laughs> meta. There's diff- It's just nobody uses old school names like they used to. It's all sponsorship names now. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a major org.
0: Um, yeah, I'm just trying to like and now I'm combining Shopify with the other names like Shopify Rogue, <laughs> yeah. Shopify Energy, Shopify Envy. It, it's, it, you know what it is? It, it just doesn't work grammatically nope. <laughs> yeah. with anything.
1: Just forceful advertising.
0: Like, because Shopify is also like, to Shopify something, so it's also a verb. That's why, that's it. It's it's a grammatical problem, right? Yep. That's why it's irking me. It's the teacher in him. No, nah, I make mistakes all the time. I, I remember I once called someone out or making mistakes, and it was, I'm going to be honest, the tweet that was made, pretty terrible mistakes. But then now, because I said that, every time I make a mistake, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh i shouldn't have said that um <laughs> he's already
1: got his red pen out correcting
0: himself <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 docking marks oh, <laughs> yeah. My. big red pen yeah, yeah yeah uh no um so looks, yeah for me i i think i'm in cheer for phase i i and i think actually phase might win i, I do think so mm. um as for the other teams that have qualified is there any big shocks? Because I feel, I feel this is probably a much more predictable region. I think we said there's a top six at NA forever. Um, maybe, like, maybe not like perfectly, but like pretty much. So, like, the teams that I'm seeing here make sense to me. Is there anything that doesn't make sense? Anything that sticks out for you? Like, Energy, Envy, Space Station, Rogue, G two like that seems like the, they should be part of the top six. So, uh, I have no surprises on my end. But yeah, is there any any team that you thought could have made it in that didn't make it in? Mm. Uh, apart from shopify and phase apart from phase shopify clan um
2: i think north america was pretty pretty predictable and the best teams definitely made it i think it's not like europe where you had like four teams all choke their seasons in the final split you know like it was (laughs) alpine kind of had an outside shot and they sort of bottled it but it was just one team where europe was like four so i think north america
1: was pretty standard
0: yeah, I, I think so, too. I think that's fair. Uh, we'll talk a bit about the matchups more, I think, in our next show.
1: I think our um, predictions but... were on point, too.
0: You'd have to go back to the show and, and check. <laughs> but yeah, I think our predictions were on point. We're, we're pretty good. I think I did say that Dig was going to make it in.
1: Mm-hmm. I think,
0: I, I'm going to be honest, so I think that's probably the one thing I was off on. Same. Um, I think I probably said Dig and Giants or in you, so... I think those are the predictions I was probably wrong on. But no, in NA, I, I think this was pretty, pretty set in stone. But it's good to have top six teams, like six teams that can really at any day beat each other. So I, I think that's really good. Um, It's it's healthy from, from an entertainment standpoint. Okay. Um, Any last thoughts on NA before we move to our final topic of the show today?
1: Uh, it's kind of on topic, kind of off topic. Our, our US team is going to slay. I have complete confidence.
0: Don't don't like a bunch of people that who are trying out for US need to like face each other before there's like a final team? Is that is that how it works?
1: It is well so I think they make teams and whichever team comes out on top for America is going to represent America, but teams are already being made. And the one that's getting the most hype in the social verse right now is uh correct me if I'm wrong, Ty, I believe it's Kago, First Killer, and Garrett G, which is just gonna be a monster Oof. of a team.
0: Mm-hmm. What about Reynolds, Gyro, and Shock? Okay,
1: that's, that's cool. also a big one. Um, yeah. I don't know if
2: it's, uh, I don't know if any of those teams are just going to be able to take down Envy though, because
1: Envy's just playing together. It's true. Turbo, <laughs> Turbo is finding every loophole to stay the most winning player in Rocket League. Wants yep. to win another one. His region's failing. Comes to North America. Takes the World Season or the World Championship. Sees the the Olympics are coming up, what does he do? Well now he's in the US and lives here and can represent the United States, he's gonna go try and win the Olympics. <laughs> the man is just hey, 4, we laugh IQ.
0: about him, but I gotta respect Turbo Pulsa, right? For real? He is he is, I mean, this is another thing, right? I think the reason why his story is so interesting is cause
1: International Man of Mystery. Dis-
0: he wins despite everything as to because because of everything like i i think it's so interesting and you can't deny him now like you you literally can't you can make fun of his recoveries all you want um but you can't deny him
1: yeah it's true
0: uh
1: you look at look at the show match that they did on johnny boy's channel like like what was it a month ago now you're sitting there trolling on him the whole time and then he comes back in he's like, ah, easy dub. And they're yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> they They just they wiped the floor with him. They were playing the full BDS, Ross, and they're like, who's this? Like, it was kind of absurd.
0: And he doesn't even represent any region anymore. He's like this, like, phantom that exists in both at the same time. Like, I don't... He's
1: just the Rocket League guy. Yep.
0: Alright, let's get into our last topic of the day. And I, I just looked at the kind of schedule. So the cool thing is um maybe maybe regardless of what the the kind of worlds or championships is going to look like the intel world open i think we'll be able to preview the closed qualifiers so we'll at least know uh the the top teams uh from the open qualifiers so we can we can probably do some predictions on that so that's nice um okay the last topic i want to talk about with ty and and cursor here are the feeling that in essentially yes we've been playing like in this in this meta for the last year but it really felt it feels like the meta has not shifted for for a whole year um i think i spoke earlier about how uh demos become really 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 popular then they move so Ty, if if, correct me if i'm wrong here so kind of how the meta in the rock league rock league has shifted most recently is there was the team of uh, the former Pittsburgh Knights team way, way, way back who kind of introduced all this demo play and everyone started playing that style. Now it kind of pushed back a little bit. and Now it's been refined, but it's essentially been like that for a year. There hasn't been any big breakthroughs or changes in a general overall style. Um, the, the, the pace of the game tends to be quite fast um, and full guns blazing, very quick teams. Um, it, is there a reason for it? Like, is it just that we've kind of gotten to that point What do you think, Ty? (laughs) Um,
2: Is there a reason for it not changing? I think it's because we've sort of... Obviously, as as you reach closer to the skill ceiling in a game, there's less things that are able to change. And I think it's obviously... As time goes on, we're getting closer and closer. So I think that's part of the reason why. But I also think that it's because demos in the way that they're incorporated now are kind of just the most effective way to play the game at the highest level where we saw mm-hmm. teams like, uh, the Pittsburgh Knights and, and space station and stuff like you mentioned way back. We were doing it like demos, like full sending every game, like just chasing, which was kind of inefficient. Um, and so as it, it was refined for season nine and season X this year, um, They've sort of stagnated the meta because it's the best way to play the game right now. Maybe like someday somebody will figure out a, a different way to play the game that's better. But at, at the moment, it's just the best thing we have, and which is why it hasn't changed. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys would disagree or or agree with that at all. But. A little
1: bit. If I could jump in and be so bold, yeah, jump uh, in. Like it just, I'll I'll agree that it definitely took a couple seasons for the demo meta and the first season it was introduced uh it was it was yeah wildly inefficient and then we saw it being becoming more um you know relevant but it kind of feels like teams it's like a light switch now teams kind of turn it on and off when the situation calls for it and it's not happening as frequently as in games past um with the giant surge of mechanical 1v1 players joining the scene, I've started to see personally um, a lot of these heavy trust plays, um, solo carries, and almost it almost looks like double committing in a sense, but players are rotating really close to each other, sometimes same side of the field, um, and just trusting that their mechanic is, and their speed and their read is better than. Person who's going for the ball, and you see these really odd, very high-paced plays come out of nowhere. Where, like, we kind of saw it in NRG today. Um, you know, that being May 22nd, the uh, first day of the uh, spring major for NA. Um, once NRG was seeing how G2 was rotating, even though G2 came out of the gate doing exactly what I'm talking about, but adding sort of more of a team play element and doing fast passing, they were playing very close, they were playing very like go 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 hit ball hit ball hit ball and not really like taking the time to sit there and sort of outwit their opponents but more out mechanic their opponents i think that's kind of the small shift i've seen so like when teams start to recognize that this is happening they'll start going for the front man who's usually the most mechanically competent we'll say we'll use ssg in this example where cypical is like hands down the mech god on their team like he you know, they have a term for it and they call it the sip of glue because he's, he's amazing ball control and amazing car control like if he wants the ball he's going to take it and he's going to keep it um, but because of that he can he can drive the ball through an entire team and even if he misses or something small happens or he runs out of boost or you know he's unable to read just a small weird bounce like the, if somebody's playing that up and that aggressive with him, they put themselves in a really good position to uh to take a goal almost immediately on an unsuspecting team um I've seen BDS do this quite a bit. I've seen Guild do this. I've seen G two G two do this at times. Um, I've seen NRG do this a lot since the team was formed. But it's kind of when they're in form. Um, even though I wouldn't say today is a good example of them being in form, it somehow just came out of them. And they weren't. It didn't look like they had to try, but this was the pace and the style they were kind of playing to,
0: But that's just my opinion. No, I think that's very fair. I, I think I've seen very much a decrease in the demo meta as a whole. Yeah. And what I mean by that is not that there's less demos necessarily, but it doesn't seem like it. When the demo meta was in full force, it seemed like everything that happened in the game kind of revolved around the demos, right? Um, when now it feels like the demos are done to get that goal, right? Like, that's the only time that I really see the demo or the bump is, like, perfectly right before a shot is hit, right? Like, that's the play. Mm-hmm. When I think the demo meta started, there's a lot of times where it just be demos for the sake of demos sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if Ty, Ty thinks of this, but, um, yeah, I feel like it's actually in a better spot now because I feel like there's still enough that you can still try to be a little more creative with your play um, i think the reality is as well as sometimes when the games get really quickly um then you've you kind of have to adjust to that pace of play and so there's a lot of really quick things that happen in succession so it kind of feels different watching it um, but then there's some like weird games where everything slows down all of a sudden and i think a lot of times it's up to like the teams to decide the pace of play right like if you purposely slow it down then you're gonna have a slower game and i think I think understanding tempo is really important in the game, or understanding that if you're not winning at the particular tempo that you're playing at, you should change it. Right? I don't know if that makes sense, but like if you're winning, well, just keep try to keep the game state as similar as to what's happening when you're winning because you're doing well in it. But if if all of a sudden you you know you're both trying to play really quickly, but you're losing to the team that's playing really quickly, like you're kind of forced to try to change the pace of the game or try to do some slower fifties, just just to kind of break apart the other team a little bit but or break apart the rhythm um i don't so i find that where am i going with this i don't quite know where i'm going with this but i kind of feel like there is a nice switch sometimes between games where a team's like okay we tried a faster style and now we're gonna try a little slower and then all of a sudden the you're like why is the other team kind of accepting it but the reality is is if the whole other team kind of you know, tries to kill the pace of the ball more, then you do have to adjust or else you're going to put yourself out of position. So it's an interesting thing in that. I find that at least the most interesting about the high level plays. To me, at least.
2: Yeah. I uh, I think I agree with you a lot. I think uh, one thing that teams do a lot is sort of like handshake just in, in super high pressure games, they sort of just handshake playing like a lot of boomer ball. Mm. and then just nobody adapting which is kind of weird which it's just mainly in like a I, super high pressure like mean a lot games where teams huh. are super nervous and it just feels like they handshake boring games
0: well i don't even think it's handshake i think i it makes sense because when you're nervous you don't want to think you know that's what I mean? true that's true i think it's just i don't want to make a mistake and so playing this boomer game would mean i'm less likely to make a mistake and overthink something but if all of a sudden i'm going to try something new in a high pressure game where i know i'm nervous right then that's when you make a critical mistake that might cost you so i think what ends up happening is is a lot of teams just do that because they're like okay i'm just not going to make a mistake and then it then it then becomes boomer ball Mm -hmm. which is fine right which is just it's not as interesting to me (laughs) i will say um but if they get into that rhythm it's like well someone's gonna make a, that's why we get 10 minute overtimes like like yep. that's the reason yeah. it's 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 that's why oh, this is actually interesting uh, that's why rocket league esports gets those 10 minute overtimes is just because both teams don't want to make a mistake and you're essentially saying we're both gonna play the most boring game until and it's, it's boring in the sense that we're just hitting it and we're hoping one person is gonna screw up but the threat, the threat level that you're actually creating with those hits is, like, for them, for their level that they're at, is, like, equivalent of, you know, any Platinum or Diamond player. Like, like it's, it's like you're doing skills that are at the level of a Diamond or Platinum player, but you're so much better and cons- more consistent than that, and so it's like, it's just going to take forever. <laughs> like, there's no going to be misses, so relying on those misses is crazy. But then the team that tries something sometimes makes some mistakes, right? It's like a 50-50. It's like a flip of the coin either way, and then you're going to blame yourself for making a mistake. Why did we get out of this boring boomer mode? Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah.
2: But that's the risk you got to take when you're in a, a deadlocked game, right? You Somebody has to do something to try to take the risk to win, and if it goes wrong, at least you tried, you know?
1: It's true. I think that's where we've seen some of Rocket League's like biggest shining goals in in top competitive play too is in that moment where like it it feels like it's in a deadlock and it's a high stakes game and somebody's just like you know what i'm gonna try this (laughs) Mm -hmm. like let's see if it works
0: i think that's when you have the time to make truly individual plays when it's this boomer mode (laughs) yeah because the other team isn't taking risks so it's like well let me drive up the wall and try to see if i can make something happen right let me try a fake that they're not expecting right that's when it you know uh, but I think even the most entertaining, like, the best best of sevens we watched is when, despite the stakes, they play super, super, um, like, risk, risk-taking, risk you know? Lots of passes, lots, lots of tries and creative things. I think that's whenever we see the best game sevens, like those crazy game seven series, um, where where both the teams are just, instead of being like, okay, we're going to be passive, they're like... No, we're gonna try to be the most ridiculous three-man passing play here, like, and both the teams are trying, and that's what makes those games so interesting. NRG
1: Garrett to Justin, season eight. Sheesh.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, all right. We talked a little bit about the meta. Uh, any any final thoughts, I guess, on it? Do you do you find do you hope there's like a big shift in the future of the meta? Do we think we're like it's just kind of now teams individually kind of going from. Being adaptive to, to, to specific teams, um, yeah. What what kind? Of, maybe maybe this is what I can end up uh, end up asking both of you here as, as a final question is: Is there a particular type of rock league that you enjoy? What's the what's the particular type of rock league that you enjoy uh, watching the most? What style?
2: Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Um, just real quick, firstly to touch on. <laughs> the last um topic of discussion like the potential things that are going to change the meta or whatever um i think cursor mentioned it how he was talking about the like a almost double commit aspect of like Mm. teams being ready for their team to miss and everything and that's just one thing i wanted to point out as well is that kind of recently over the last couple months is you have seen a lot of fake aerials actually being incorporated into games which could Mm -hmm. be um the next sort of thing to shake up the meta a little bit i think it's probably the biggest change that's happening right now where teams are starting to incorporate like hitting the ball off the sidewall and going up to like fake a double tap or whatever but just leaving it kind of thing stuff like that um i think that's
0: that's really interesting Mm -hmm. i I think that's probably offensive
1: shadowing
2: it's insane Mm -hmm. just following closely for your teammate Yep,
0: and it's let your really, it's really play good. the
1: bluff, and then just strike when they're least expecting it because they're focused on the person in front of you.
0: And the reason why it works is because you have to have that coordination. Like you have to right. have essentially a full try. I think though, in a lot of situations, you go for it anyway. Like you almost have to jump. Like if you're the second person, if you're like essentially shadowing your own player. Yep. Like I feel like you al- almost have to already be predicting that he's gonna miss, even if he doesn't end up missing. Like mm-hmm. even if the play goes wrong, you should still be there as if the reason it works is because you're already in the air and there's no way the defender could like could be could read both of you right i think that's essentially it right it's like there's two possibilities and they happen within a split second and then well how do i read this who do i try to save and i guess i guess the correct answer is you guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> you guess who's gonna hit it and then one of them hits it
2: <laughs> um
0: what do you want to add type yeah
2: yeah but uh, to your point of like what type of uh Rocket League do you like to watch the most? I definitely am a sucker for the high speed boomer ball um with uh lots of like the midfield passes and the backboard passes mm. incorporated to it. That's like the the old dignitas style, the G2 style where it's like mm-hmm. not as much solo play esque as it is um looking for your teammates in midfield and across the field. That's uh that's definitely my favorite.
0: The cursor, do you have do you have a particular style you really enjoy?
1: I, I'm, I'm pretty much with Ty here, I would say about 90%. Um, I've been doing a bad job of it, but I've been trying to watch more Middle East play, and I'm starting to realize like that's kind of the style I like to play at, and I love to see it played on a professional level, where these guys are just constantly at full speed, but always doing something purposeful with the ball. Well, I shouldn't say always, but like the, the vast majority of the time. It's whether it be solo play shots on net with just absolutely beautiful pinpoint placement or these absolutely insane um to ty's point like midfield passing plays done at high speed kind of like what we saw ssg do a few weeks ago where i think they it was like a five or six touch passing play that involved all three Mm -hmm. team members like that's that's the rocket league i love to watch because it just further proves all these people out here who keep saying oh it's my teammates it's my teammates like you're just like i'll just say it flat out and be polite about it you're stupid reevaluate yourself um this game is played at its best when three people work together if you want to play ones go play ones but you know i hate to tell you the competitive scene is threes and i very much agree with ty like that is that is the most beautiful rocket league i've ever seen and i think will always be for me no matter how the meta shifts i get so bored watching what like old rogue was where first killer would try and fight crow and who was it at the taroko i believe at the time it just it it was so boring it was so boring to watch where one person's just like let me fly damn it you're in my way and two <laughs> people are just like i don't i don't know what to do like it it gets very very boring um so i, I definitely would have to say fast-paced team play preferably aggressive teams uh, it's definitely what i like to watch
0: you know it's interesting cursor i i find that because I'm finally now playing at a rank where people actually pass, I have a way better appreciation for this style, like the pro style of play. Mm. Like you know what I mean? Like that's right. You hit a uh, GC
1: for the first time, didn't you?
0: I I, I did. I did. Huge I congrats for, the for that. That's, that's been a long Thanks. time coming. <sighs> Thanks. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'll hope hopefully I can uh, keep it keep it there. Um, but no, I want to say that as the gameplay resembles more the pro play, I think I get a greater appreciation for it. Yeah. Um, but I th- you know, I think when especially the lower rank someone is, I think they, they want to see the one 1v3s. One <laughs> like, oh, and I damn. think I do too to some point, right? I think I think like there's some part of me that's like, yeah, I love it when I, you, you see, especially like Choset sometimes. Oh my goodness, he's the best at this. Just like beats three people and you're like, oh my goodness, how does he do that, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I do enjoy too. that, right? But I think the reality is, especially as you're watching the highest level play, is that Players just don't allow that, right? Yeah. Like teams, teams will pressure you so that the first, the first, like the first, I guess, fifty that's thrown at you, right? Essentially, what the first card goes is enough for you not be able to set up to beat the second fifty. Right? know like that's yeah. a lot of the time. Yep. So, so you know, when when you see someone outplay three people, that means they had already anticipated, right? Essentially, you know, yes, they probably had quick reactions, but they they kind of had a perfect uh, spacing. Uh, where the defenders usually probably messed up right like that yep. if if you get if two people if you've made it past two people and the third person doesn't challenge you then and you beat the third person then you've really done a good job <laughs> like mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: um so i i think i do like that kind of when i see those very awesome individual plays or like you see astral do like his like ceiling to double like his uh what is it passed himself from the ceiling and then doubled up like i, I do like those individual plays um but i think i enjoy the passing plays now more than i used to oh right? yeah. i think i think i used to really not have an appreciation i think there's a lot of players that don't have an appreciation for the like the the actual passing that goes on in the game until you see like that three what was it like i think it was last week um it's like three passes in like quick succession and then a goal or something mm-hmm. um off the off the back is like super super quick where they're like anyway uh and i yeah i think players when they play their own games and people are just kind of hitting the ball or doing like one individual move they don't really have an appreciation for passing because no one knows how to do it right yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's not that so difficult true. it's not that difficult to like learn to pass it's just that below diamond Hell, i would even say below champ yeah i'm gonna say below gc uh you pass it to a player and they don't know what to do with it. like, Or they'll miss it, right? Because they're inconsistent. So yeah, that's why you get discouraged. Yeah. Some
1: players misread it and they assume you're going to pass, but you're actually in perfect position to go for solo play. You have boost and they should just be rotating out and letting the other person come <laughs> in. They're just trying to do too much.
2: I think for the lower ranks, that's also like a point of they're not as used to how their car moves and how they don't have the muscle memory. Yep. So they're spending more... Time actually focusing on playing the game, yep. as opposed to playing the, the team strategy. game. You know, right. the strategy yeah. game,
0: the awareness game. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, the awareness game
0: exactly. Which you guys out there. That's what
1: ones is good for.
0: <laughs> you know, not to bring up mage again, but they're essentially <laughs> they're essentially the the four year old. That's uh, that's uh, what's the word? Um, kicking a soccer ball for the first time and they're just yep. like their eyes are staring at the soccer ball yep. just Thanks. to make sure that it stays between their little two feet yep. mm-hmm. alright I think we'll end it here uh, we, we've hit an hour I think this is our longest esports show so um, that's good it's good uh, we'll, we'll see well, I I have a sneaking suspicion that our next show is probably going to be longer especially for a three-minute squad <laughs> um, but that's kind of the nature of things uh, but I'd like to thank Ty and Cursor for being on. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we, we've included this once a month eSports show just to have, have something that's very much eSports focused and and to get some uh, some new voices in. So thank you so much for the two of you being on. I, I find it's always fresh. Um, you know, I'm kind of getting tired of Wabbit, so... Uh... <laughs> like, I talked to him the other day for Rob and Kyle. Oh, oh. oh no. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh... <laughs> no it's great it's great but no i think it's really good especially esports to have have uh you two who who follow it very intently to be on and and give some more insights onto it and uh, yeah i hope all of you enjoyed it and we'll see you uh really quick next if you don't, time in a few months also we're yeah.
1: we're also pretty open-minded bunch of guys if you guys have topics or questions you want us to discuss you should Mm. definitely come uh jump in our discord and throw things up in channel or hit us up on twitter we're we're definitely more than willing to to talk about anything and everything esports related
0: i i think that's a great idea i mean uh more I think specifically
1: Rocket League, but yeah. More specific <laughs> if there's
0: any general Rocket League questions, definitely direct at our Twitter. Any esports questions, definitely direct at our Twitter or join the Discord, you can ask in the Discord as well. Um, I think any any general Rocket League questions we'll probably answer on, on the Tuesday show. Yep. Um but the esports questions, especially if you if you uh if you mention uh Ty or Cursor, uh will or just the fact that esports show will will definitely answer on this show. because um, uh yeah there it is that's awesome that's a great point yeah if you have any specific topics you want to talk about maybe a specific player um, i think that's always interesting too if there's a specific mm-hmm. player that isn't mentioned maybe we can look into their history and 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 maybe uh, where they got how they got to the, today that might be stuff we can start doing on this show as well Psionic mm-hmm. so, slash yeah.
1: epics games goofy decision in terms of how they price their dlc <laughs> <laughs>
0: You mean how they're making Mad Bank? Mad uh, Bank, Drew, like Big actually to ridiculous. the banks. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no, that that would probably be a Tuesday show uh, thing, unless it's unless it's esports. I don't know. Maybe maybe eventually this show is gonna be. You know, both shows are just gonna have esports, but this show will be will be a little more like the main show. I I do want to keep it separate though, especially okay. now, especially when we just started it. Anyway, I hope all of you have a good one. Uh, I'll try to have this up by saturday today uh but i I doubt most people are gonna listen to it till they get back to work at the end of the weekend so (laughs) um so so perhaps some of those things you can see our prediction for phase and uh shopify went uh and we'll we'll talk to you later so bye-bye bye
1: bye